Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu, and with me as always is our resident sex therapist, Angela Skirtu. Hi, Angela. Hi. <laughs> and who is this with us today? Well, with us today is Martha Burkhart, and she is with Burkhart Law Firm. Martha graduated from the Dominican University and University of Missouri-Columbia School of Law. Um, post-graduation, she proceeded to a position with pension and retirement services. And during that time, she realized that many families and individuals need help understanding their estate planning options and how they may impact the family's future. Her goal has become to fill the gap in knowledge that nearly all families find intimidating and confusing so that they may protect their future. Hello, Hi, Martha. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Hi. We're glad to have yeah, you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So we were actually just talking, before we started recording, we were talking about the whole Louis C.K., Al Franken. Yeah, the like coming out. Actually, the time time just called the women that are the secret. Yes. Um, like the coming, what do they call them now? Like the, the, the women of the year. The, the women the of, the year, of the year. The person of the year are the women who are who coming, coming out and out, opening yeah. up about yeah. these accusations. Yeah. So I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting too. But yeah, go on. So all these people have been accused. You got it. Accused. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just to me, That's it's kind of it's kind of terrible. Like all these men who were like you would think would be the last people who would do this like uh, it started with dr huxtable it started with cosby with dr yeah. huxtable i love like, that you call him dr huxtable they, like you know, we loved that guy yeah, everybody well, loved him. Him. him too right, right. Like, he yeah, was, yeah. yeah. and TV. he was also a model of like um black professionalism it was neat to see like a a, a family that was like showing that you know like yeah. you could i don't know like they could always, be awesome and his stand-up <laughs> was always no i know what you mean but his stand-up was always super like clean it was always that really like he would not swear on on tv at all i like, know yeah you see these people fun. who are good who are role models that's really yeah. what, that's what it comes down what to the is they're, right. they're role models i wouldn't see louis ck <laughs> as why a they role model for like al franken like, yeah words <laughs> well, al, franken. al franken was a role model sure. to me he was a liberal he'd yeah. gone from comedian to mm-hmm. a politician and i Absolutely. was reading his books i'm like what am i gonna do with my life nothing now <laughs> nothing i'll be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and even louis ck his i mean his humor was great it was, I but I never saw him as like anything. A role more than, model the same yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't see no. him as a role model. You just saw him no. as somebody no. fun. He was he the guy who stuff. like he wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, sure, but he's the guy who let his daughter get bit by a pony. Like he's well, nothing. we just I can't. To his I cannot. This yeah, morning. I'm sure I have let my son do many things that should not be approved. Sure. Yeah. So I don't think that's a fair standard. No, <laughs> as it's long just, as you're not abusing or neglecting your kids, so I mean you're doing I, the best. I don't you can. understand. <laughs> I understand how these people get into that position, and when you're a celebrity, you are under the microscope a lot more like they mm-hmm. people notice what you do so yeah. like how do you do that and not expect it to someday get out because i think this is going back to kind of what we were talking to before we started recording that men have different expectations on what's acceptable than women and that's yeah. really what i think i was coming to mm-hmm. is you put a man in a position of power and he just thinks he can do anything i mean not I think women too, and, and I don't. I don't want not all men, but I don't want to, and I don't want to get political. I think it's everybody. I don't think but, it's men alone when it comes to that. Not sexual assault, well, but power. But I, power I will say, it's, go to your head. It power is corrupts. different with sexual assault because what sure. did President Trump say about pussy grabbing? I know. Right? I mean, and I'm not <laughs> again. Not going where there. I hate that assault. we can actually say in the sentence pussy grabbing and, <laughs> and the president, president <laughs> the sitting president of the United States. Yeah. First of all, shoot yourself in the head now. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think that was a wake up call. Like even my husband, who is extremely 
aware. I mean, I'm a very strong female personality, right? So right. he has to be put up, put up with it. Yeah. And oh yeah, he has to put up with that. He does. I mean, <laughs> he has to put up with. Josh has to as well. Yeah. Same thing here. Um, yeah. There are yeah, some things I he has have to give to and deal take with on. That. You love me and you know it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love you. But point no being pressure. is. Uh, you know, even my husband, he's not always PC. He's not always mm-hmm. correct. Uh, there's a phrase that my father-in-law uses that drives me insane, um, which, sorry to my in-laws who are listening, but whatever, it's a fact. He he has said in the past, women belong in the kitchen. Oh and he goodness. doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean it because his wife has a master's degree. She actually had her mm-hmm. education before him. Like, he in no way means that, but mm-hmm. when you... It's a gender stereotype. Well, and when, I wanna, when you and let that be part of the culture, mm-hmm. I think men <laughs> then think it's okay to do these things, and women have a hard time saying no. Yeah, and there's a difference between... So, like, I think what's going on there is that's, like, a playful misogyny yeah. where you're yeah. really just being stupid, but you're calling out almost, like, the inappropriateness of that with your humor, right. but there's a difference between, I think, that and, like... There are some people who don't understand humor. Usually, actually, you have to be pretty yeah. intelligent to understand humor. That's the danger. So, like, when yeah. that's out there, and they're actually seeing that rhetoric and thinking, oh, this actually is what is okay, Yes. then uh, people get the wrong message. And people aren't taught consent. Like, there is such a horrible uh, lack of sex education in our yeah. country. Mm-hmm. So people, one, don't know how to have honest consent conversations, mm-hmm. and two, they don't know when they're actually pressing a boundary or pushing a boundary right. or even crossing so, like, one. And that's something we yeah. were talking about before we started recording is uh how i haven't read all of the different allegations mm. but i read about the the two women who he was in the hotel rooms louis ck and yeah. he asked them so should i take my penis out and they said yes and i'm like okay so that's weird and what were they, they they were in the hotel room they were in the alone ho- with they him? went to his hotel room yeah. with him he jumped on the bed say hey should i take my penis out and they said yes and it's like Okay, why, first you're in a man's hotel room. Yes, you're with another person. There's another woman there, so there's a little more safety. But if he says, should I take my clothes off, maybe you should say no. Well, and there's but, an assumption yes. that you're in a hotel room. I mean, if you don't well, want to go uh, have There's sex, no assumption, so you can't assume. I guess that's, that's true. That's, no, that's, no, that's the point. Like, the point we have is to challenge no these assumptions. But the problem is that he asked it in the first place. So that's why it was a little like, confusing in my head, because I was like, well, they gave consent, but no, he's in a position of power. That's what you were just talking yeah. to. Yeah. It's okay. like because he's in a position of power, he's a celebrity. He's he was work. These were other comedians who were working on the tour with him. He yeah. was a headliner. So if he got mad at them, he could just have them fired. Well, so he I, actually kind of has a one down position. I also him. would say oh. that it's not just about a position of power. It's about wait, you just asked me something I wasn't prepared for. And he's I don't also know comedian. how to. Yeah. So like, people don't know if you're serious. Yeah, I just you have to be careful. With sometimes that. you don't That's know how to react. If you're ever yeah. if you're ever comedian and you're uh, actually a celebrity and you want to try to have sex with somebody, you need to just have a big legal form, yes. which somebody like Martha yeah. Burkhart could have, help you with. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Please, no, don't don't says, do that. Please don't call her for that, right? Yeah, says, please oh, don't. I consent to sex. I consent to this. And then you can have like a little writer well, did, for anal, you I know, don't, something like that. Isn't there, I, I swear there was like um, a basketball player that actually had that before he oh yeah i mean um, it's ridiculous I think, we need I think that it was but kobe bryant after after the, the yeah. first rape allegation came out it's like yeah you cover your butt after that honestly yeah. i would totally well, i would have that all over my bedroom i took have copies you should just have that. it you have to sign the wall yeah make a wallpaper wallpaper that i like be it brilliant wallpaper consent yeah or you could do it at like um, our pediatrician's office they have a form that they you sign then they photocopy and then you can just wipe it off so that way when you have a lot of sex you don't have to have just endlessly killing trees yeah you do that way exactly go save a tree when you bang (laughs) consensually 
Well, let's go back to what Martha said something earlier, which is that perhaps even just being in the hotel room and that being the place to get the consent is is part part of the pressure. So, like, if there's, like, a clear understanding beforehand, like, hey, I am trying to get you back to the hotel room to bang. Well, people are never, like, interested in or not. If not, let's not go back to my hotel room. People always (laughs) skirt around the topic. Well, that's the challenge, then. I think we people need to get, like, direct about this. They do. And it's it's also the fact that... But you're not going to... Talk about that in front of like a room full of other people. Well, but don't people flirt still, a little bit at a bar and they're like, you know, well, do you want to go to my room? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? But in every story, <laughs> there's his side, her side, and the truth, right? Like, so yeah, no matter what, mm-hmm. there is different understandings of the situation. So right. even did if he one actually pulled his out, he or did he yeah. keep... Hold on. Okay, he, he 100% apologized. So, yeah. There's five women who came out accusing him. Louis C.K. 100% said, yeah, I did that. So there's no question that he did something okay. that I think wrong. he's also on a different level than some of these other things that are happening, yeah. though, too, like right? The, oh, I don't know enough details. Like, but the, like the, the the Cosby one, definitely. He, Cosby he was, was roofing people. Yeah, he oh, was yeah, roofing. Totally like, that different. is clearly at a different is, level it is than still trying to awkwardly trying to bang somebody. It's still non-consensual activities. Yeah. Both are. But the one is like, holy shit, you're poisoning people and then drugging them. And that's clearly yeah. not consent. No, it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. I mean. So we're clear, possible. everybody. You don't, can't consent if you're don't, unconscious. Don't GHB and then date rape someone. <laughs> That's our PSA for the really day. Drunk. The more you know. We're really, really drunk. Yeah. drunk. Blackout no, drunk. And actually, there's some um, countries that are considering banning like that. Like it can't be consensual after a certain after a number point, of drinks. Yeah. I think that, and I think it's a reasonable thing to put out there. Although I also am against sometimes See, like being too, too micromanagey <laughs> well, when it comes yeah, to laws. Yeah, you got to be careful well, when it comes to that. Hard. So there was this. See, the problem with mm-hmm. with alcohol is that both people can be drinking yeah. and a lot of people use alcohol to get loosey-goosey right. with each other and, well, relax. and, sex and both is just people not can a be topic where people are going to be like hey angela i'm going to touch your boob now you know uh, what i mean yeah. like well i would like to that, well, to be right? fair like it's part of my education i'm trying to create consent that is sexy so that yeah. people can be like hey can i you know like it's flirty it's fun but it's like hey you want to kiss now i, I always well, find it works it. better yeah like let's talk a little dirty let's before talk, we, yeah. but like we're really clearly identifying yeah. what we're comfortable and not comfortable with and actually our yeah, guest last that. week was talking about this that like um, they talk about STDs openly. He was in a poly community. Oh, and so he talks about like, once you're talking about the STDs, well, it's funny because we were like, is that like comfortable? And he's like, well, that's when you know you're probably going to have sex because you're getting very clear about oh, what you're going to yeah. do to add protection. Everybody loves that like, feeling of uncomfortable. It very educated that. to me that I was like, wow, like people in the poly yeah. community seem to have like a really great way to communicate about sex. To me, I think that's a great standard <laughs> of when you should be able to have sex with somebody is when you are comfortable enough to have the discussion on, on do you have, have do you have an STD that yeah. we need yeah. to protect? Condoms, yeah. Is it well, an STD now or is it STI? STIs. Let's, STIs, STIs. They do STIs. <laughs> whatever. It's the, it's same. All the same. But yeah. going back to that, like I just read an article about this and they said women feel the most like focused when they don't have anything to worry about. So yeah. think of STDs. Absolutely. If you're worrying about an STD. Oh, sorry. Uh, nope, he gets sorry. really into that. Not trying to <laughs> grab at you. What did you do? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no. There we go. It's oh, okay. Joshi, he does his microphone check. No touching. Way. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't consensual. No. Sorry. No, no, I'm just joking. No. But like the point is that um, if you've had that conversation and you know 100% you're either safe with that condom or you know that somebody's been yeah. tested, then there's it's easier for a woman to kind of let go, get her mind in the game than if she's worried, like, is he tested? Oh, my God, is he using a condom? What's mm-hmm. go- Like, think of all the ways that would take you out of the situation. Yeah. Especially with a stranger, because sometimes probably people do. I mean, they know but someone. Anyway, going, going back to, going back well, to the going topic, back. though. Just normal, Let's go back. Just normal sure, sure. sexual relationships aren't always... Uh, yeah, sure. You so know, going wanting. back to the topic, like when it comes to <laughs> talking trails. about somebody in a position of power, 
what is the best way to do that? Is it having it in a public place like that where you're not in a place where you can kind of I think them? if somebody is in a position of power over someone else, mm-hmm. that sexual relationship has to it, it has to be a longer, more thoughtful process. Mm-hmm. I think it I can't just be they have to make a, it clear that they're not trying to mm-hmm. um, jeopardize their career or their yeah yeah. Well, and that that person really, really wants it that they're yeah. really you know interested. Yeah. yeah, that and that person has time to process the consequences right. and they're and not being coerced everything. and pressured because of. So basically yeah. being able to get comfortable talking about sex outside of sex, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is always something I tout to people. I want people to not only talk about sex when they're in the moment, because actually there's pressure at that moment mm-hmm. anyways, especially even if you're like corny, your, yeah. your body chemistry changes. And sometimes people are more willing to do something when they're See, in that place. Here's the other thing that somebody like Louis C.K., what they have what they have happened in their life is uh, Jim Jeffries actually talked about this, how when he was first in his career, he would go out and maybe every once in a while he'd land a couple girls who would go back with him Mm -hmm. but after he became big any of the girls will come back with him like it's not hard for them to find somebody to have sex with so i think they they end up in that position of power which also has sexual power where they can pull easily because they have money they're interesting they're funny and so i think when they're in a position where they are in a bedroom or in a in a place like that where they may have sex i think they have a lot more just like whatever i'm gonna do it because most of the time it works most yeah. of the time it is yeah. consensual and mm-hmm. yeah. well and i also think as a woman you want to put yourself in smart situations yeah. actually my husband talks about this on a regular basis yeah. where um you know knock on wood we've never had any problems with fidelity but uh he he has actively said I don't want to put myself in a position mm-hmm. where that's going to be an option or where that's going to be a consequence where right. mm-hmm. I'm going to have to live with it. And I think that's smart. Oh, and I 100%. think it yeah, should go the same way for women. Here's the thing. As a man, unfortunately, you have to always worry about everyone perceiving you as a predator. That is, that's the shit. Yeah. That's I the crap that inside. That yeah. Whether it's like, when you're when you're mm-hmm. a, an, a when you're in a man who's wanting to be a teacher, yeah, I was working with teachers, children. You have to keep the door open. Whether you're wanting you know. to... to <laughs> Oh, to yeah. just there's some because like if you're oh, alone yeah. with kids you can't be mm-hmm. alone with one kid you need to always make sure there's oh, some yeah. other potential witness to just because yeah. it's true well, there is some and level so of that. i'm a member and of the catholic I church a, yeah oh, and um more yeah well because we Woo! so there, if you are a member of the catholic church and you participate in activities where there are vulnerable people right and mm. they really are specifically talking about Mostly children, children yeah. yeah um like we do a mops group, which Angela is nice enough to come, a mother of preschoolers group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the caregivers aren't allowed to change diapers. They come get a mom. If and they're one grandmas of them, too, yeah. by the way. They're like the mother-in-laws literally of the children. my mother, <laughs> and she's not allowed to change her grandson. In there. the church. Yeah, and it's like, so they have to come get one of us, or they have to tell us if their kid, the kid needs to go to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. I... I understand why, right. but I also find that a little ridiculous. Yeah, like the extremes well, they we have to have, go to. They kind of well, have I think had in the to Catholic go the Church, other way. They probably well, needed to go a little yeah. further because of some of their own allegations yes. of predators. And they're okay with that. The people predators. who are leadership there, like they don't want to be known for that. Oh, they don't absolutely. Want their children to be harmed. Yeah. Nobody does. It's unfortunate <laughs> that predators are attracted to those positions of power. Mm-hmm. Because then people do end up in vulnerable positions. Yeah. It sucks. Well, so on both sides then, I think people need education on how to talk about consent both verbally and non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And women need to be empowered to know those things. Like I, I did, my first thought was why go back to a hotel room with somebody if you're not really wanting to have sex? Yeah. I understand 
going back to a hotel room here's means that's on the table. It, it doesn't always like here's the thing. I don't want to be yeah. you should be able to I don't want to no. be victim blaming so, either. No, I'm so so, so as take well, a step right? back. Yeah. Understand that he has a suite. Yeah. When we had a suite, we had people over that's and we true. were not trying to party. Sometimes people are just wanting to party at their hotel room. Yeah, but I think and that's it's why hard. it's like, okay, you, he took his penis Hotel room does not it. equal sex. You can't right. ever, ever no. put that well, as Well, so being, maybe that's, that's but, part of it. But then. it is, um, yeah. they just did a, a college, somebody did it, went into colleges and did a study on mm-hmm. where they just gave the women education on don't drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't put yourself, and again, it's not, I, I don't want to make it victim blaming. No. It's just yeah. as a woman, you want to be aware of your surroundings. No, you're not blaming the victim. You're saying yourself. this is how you you're can protect take, yourself. Take exactly. Be careful. And when Proactive. they did that, the the incidence of rape dramatically dropped on those campuses where they just gave women education and men education yeah. on being safe mm-hmm. and well, what safe and consent meant. Is education and that on is both exactly. sides. Well, so they always have those. They always yeah. have those intro to college classes you have to take as your freshman year. I feel like they should be in that class because everybody's having sex in college. All mine wanted was a, <laughs> we just did a tour of the campus. Uh, when, oh, that's and great. And then they education. talked about how you have to show up and do your homework. Yeah, actually, we <laughs> talked about how you weren't supposed to have sex on campus because I went to a Catholic school. Well, you're not supposed <laughs> so. to have sex on campus. Yeah. Oh Where my are you goodness. To have sex then? Well, I, I guess in your car. Your car. <laughs> There was a lot. Well, I'm not even. We're gonna yeah. not go there. All right, anyway. all right. So, <laughs> so I just personally, so I, mean, I think it's about time to talk about our guest a little bit. <laughs> no, so, it's a good topic. Though. Martha Burkhart, what do you do? Yeah, tell us about your work. So I Who work with you? families, um, creating wills and trusts. And Angela had a really. What's the difference between a will and a trust? We'll get there. I promise. Okay. We'll get there. Want to say I, something. I was just gonna say, um, you know, we were kind of trying to figure <laughs> out how this relates back to sex. It does. And. Uh, the funny part to me is, and you were saying this is totally Angela, not me, but just that it's such a taboo subject. Yeah. That, so um, there's a lot. Of, I was telling her before she came out, I was like, there are actually a lot of links to sex and death because of the taboo nature of the mm-hmm. topics. People avoid it like the plague. So like when it comes to sex, people are scared to talk about it. They're like, oh, I don't want to bring this up. But death is something people are afraid to face as yeah. well because it's like facing your own mortality. And mm-hmm. there's some fear in that. While some people have maybe a religion or a, like an afterlife that they're kind of looking forward to, there's plenty of people who are like, I don't know, and it's scary thinking about it. I'm just going to live forever. <laughs> and I actually I'll have just, two I, clients yeah, that are putting it off for that great. reason. Wait, I didn't there's know that was an option. For really? <laughs> like I have a client right now who um, we started this process, I think three years ago. Quite literally, the first oh, time wow. I met with them was three years ago. But the husband, we've gotten to the point where we've drafted their documents. All they have to do is sign. He he can't come back in. His wife just can't get him to like read through the paperwork to make sure he's mm-hmm. okay with signing it. Is he worried she's yeah. going to kill him? No, he just I mean, she struggling. might at this point. She might, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about that struggling to face death. Yeah. And it's struggle yeah. to like make the decisions because there's a lot that happens yeah. when somebody passes. Mm-hmm. Like um uh so to put it in for like maybe the family mm-hmm. perspective and maybe you can speak on this. Um when my well, so I don't I don't know if I want to talk when about my family. One. When a loved one. No. I know, because this is it's so taboo that it, I don't want to piss any of my family off, right? But that's Hi. exactly <laughs> it. And what I always <laughs> say <laughs> when we're talking about this, <laughs> it's not because I no, think I know part of where right. it's not about your family. It's about your daughter, right? Like it's about yeah. making the best decisions. And you know what? If you piss somebody off after the fact, who cares because you're dead? <laughs> Well, what what I was gonna say is we recently How dare had you. a loved. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna live. It's forever. always the men that think that too. By the way, mm-hmm. we had a loved one pass away, and it was hard around the death because it wasn't mm-hmm. a, it wasn't a quick one. It was a long 
prolonged one where people were trying to make all these decisions and these things weren't in place. And so the family had to figure things out regularly, like literally every day something new came up that we were trying to figure out. And it was hard because they didn't actually know the wishes of um, the person passing yeah. to some degree. And it, like if you add in things like dementia, where like mm. people are kind of losing a little bit of their mental capacity, then it's like, what are we supposed to do? Right. How do we move forward? So like, what are the things that you see people struggling with when it comes to, I don't know, estate planning, making yeah. those wills? <laughs> so I think the biggest challenge when I work with younger families is where does the kid go? Who's making decisions over the children? Mm-hmm. <coughs> We're Sorry. all sick, yeah. by the way, guys. Sorry. Just gonna have to deal with it. I'm fine. <coughs> Hopefully, this will be my like one little coughing bit, and then we'll be good for the rest of the time. But right. you're fine. Um, so I would say that's the number one. Is just they don't want to make family angry by saying, "Well, I want to choose my sister over your brother mm-hmm. to take care of our kids." And I'm like, again, it's just not about oh, your brother and sister. Sister over my brother. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I definitely, definitely we too. did choose <laughs> uh, no, one of my sister in laws over my brother. So, yeah. oh, sure. But I mean, you usually pick somebody who's already been a mom. Well, or who's or already invested in their life to some degree. <laughs> who's invested? Nobody. Like, you know what I mean? Not like, I've actually yeah. seen somebody watching her and how they interact with sure. her. Well, that's, that's kind of part of what I would do. It's about your values. You know what I mean? It's it's about who's going to raise them as close to you. Yeah, it's close to your values as you would have had. Exactly. Well, yeah. and that's a hard thing, mm-hmm. too, because what if you're like the only liberal in a very conservative family? You can look outside of the family. Uh, you yeah. really can. You could just leave her to an orphanage. <laughs> I hear I'm not going to leave her to oh, an I'm gonna orphanage. Oh, I'm going to die over here. But then, of course, <laughs> she's going to step she's away for say, a little bit. It's totally okay. We'll just no, talk around Joe. Yeah, if you need a moment, just take a drink. Because yeah. I totally have to. I've noticed that when I have a cough fit, the only thing that helps me is to literally walk away for a minute, cough like crap, and then come back. It I, just and I might do work. that. But and it's totally okay. Yeah. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. But yeah, so like the point is. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, okay, solid, we're good now. Solid <laughs> Sorry, that was that was. Great. No, but the point is, people take this personally. Like your decisions, do. they are like, why would you choose him over you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I do like, you know, to be honest, some people are like, well, I'm just not going to tell anybody because then nobody can fight. And I'm like, mm, they need to know. Well, they're going to fight after the fact then, and if yeah. you establish it they now, might fight it. and they might yeah. fight it in court. Mm-hmm. And they, and so it's just better to talk about it in advance. If you think there's going to be a fight, talk about wait, it. Wait, now. wait, wait. So you think? Not stuffing our problems away <laughs> and ignoring them so that you can deal with them later is not healthy. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna guess that's probably a bad that's idea. That's such that's a Midwestern thing to, to do. do. We watched this show, Lady Dynamite, with Maria Bamford, and she, the last scene that I saw was like her father was doing some. The, her father and mother were very kindly criticizing each other, like you think it was so hard yeah. to, for to get him to clean up the garage, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I already have a mother." Then he goes out in the garage and he literally like trashes something and you're like what the heck's going on out there so it's an essentially stuff all your problems don't ever talk about them and then do violence in your garage to get out the anger yeah and that's how i was raised too i was that's definitely how i was raised. a very midwestern mentality to throw it out there and it's probably unhealthy for you (laughs) i just thought it was catholic i don't know you thought it was catholic i know well it's all that guilt too it is the guilt yeah uh but yeah i mean talk about it in advance and then Really, so that's probably the number one thing people have conflict over. What are some the of children? the the kids? Yeah, well, not the are, money. Oh yeah, it, most I people. Th- I would think it would be money. Most well, money people don't. I, mean, I like my daughter, money. but I like money a lot. You know, <laughs> right? But it's not your money at that point. You don't care. I wonder most if people it's about still things. my money. Like I know that people. I've heard oh, of this thing yeah. where like people will, after the person passes, they'll run into the house and yeah. grab a bunch of stuff before any of the stuff has been read. <laughs> yeah, that's called stealing. No, it but they do stealing. it. It um, is stealing. And sadly. So, you know, there, it happens a lot. there's different yeah. ways to leave property. And 
wills go through probate. So that's one thing I always like to point out. But personal property inside your home doesn't have a title, right? So mm-hmm. you you can't transfer oh, it, legally transfer it the same way you would do a car, a house. Mm-hmm. It's easy to steal. It'd be good right? to put labels on each of your items. <laughs> Unless uh, there's a there's an episode <laughs> of Good Wives where that or um, The Good Wife where that happens and then like they all fall off and so they're getting experts in to like try and trace. <laughs> anyway, but the point Funny. is it is really easy to steal because yeah. mm. if somebody comes in and takes something after somebody has passed and they say it was a gift, yeah. Yeah. they gave it to me I before mean, they passed, uh-huh. well, uh, then how do you prove it? Exactly. You can't because that person's mm-hmm. dead. I know. So it's their word against it's a dead It's always person. easier to steal from the dead, I've found. I what? would definitely. <laughs> I've always found <laughs> yeah. that to You're be not true. agreeing with it. I mean, you don't want well, them to steal, but it, it is probably I would say it's easier. It's definitely easier. I agree with the easier Because you can make up a story. You can just take the ring right off their finger. They won't even notice. Oh, thank goodness. That's so uh, terrible. Like, bad yeah, gonna... No more. Uh, no. <laughs> no. But see, I think that's also really important is to joke about these things. Oh, yeah. Um, you got to be able to laugh about death. I talk about death. Because you're all going to die. Yeah. Well, I, mean... and I talk about it so much in my day, right? Yeah. Like, I just, it's what I do. It's easier for you to talk um, about probably than a lot of people. Well, so what probably. are some of the other yeah. things that people need to consider for their will or their trust? Yeah. Uh, maybe we should... Uh, Maybe you should describe the, the difference. Will. <laughs> What's a trust? Okay. So the difference between a will and a trust, and it's a question I, I gave them an, in advance because it's a question I get all the time, which I actually hate because <laughs> okay. wills and trusts well, you don't gave it do, to us. I know, right? But you, everybody asks. So okay. um, wills and trusts don't do the same thing. So I want to make that really clear. Mm-hmm. Um, a will completely controls after someone is gone, and it's a distribution of assets. So you tell people, you basically are telling the court because mm-hmm. it has to go through probate court where mm-hmm. your assets go. So you're telling them who gets your stuff. Yeah. yeah. And who gets your kids. Mm-hmm. It's the only place you can put That's guardianship. So it's important. Yeah. Okay. But a trust is completely different in the fact that it controls. It can control while you're alive. It also controls while you're dead. And it only has to do with stuff. Mm-hmm. It also, the most important part is it avoids probate. So as I tell my clients, I hate wills. I do them on a regular basis. I never want a client to need a will that I have drawn up because it means it's going through probate court and it's so just going to be a pain. So a trust is kind of like a corporation? That yeah, it's a box. Yeah. That's how I... It's I, a box. It's yeah. a box. It's a lock box. Stuff in a yeah. box. So you can you. create a yeah. trust while you're living <laughs> and still yeah. take out of that trust, use it like... Yes. Okay, interesting. So the and, then most when it, and then when you pass, you just have a... Uh, somebody's name you have a trust fund kid or at least that's what they say yeah (laughs) (laughs) interesting okay and so i've heard sometimes like with trust like the person has a certain age they aren't able to touch it and that's really enforceable like even after they're an adult you can say you can't touch it till you're 30 or something because it's not their money that's not in their name until until you tell the the person in control even after you're dead yep interesting yeah that's cool so legally the concept of a trust is that we're dividing the person in control, the trustee, mm-hmm. separate from the beneficiary. So we have those two parts of ownership separate from one another. And that's why the beneficiary has no legal control. Mm-hmm. They have rights. You know, it's still their stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't get to decide what happens with it. And some people need that. So you prefer people to do a trust versus a will, or do you I prefer do. people to do both? What is probate? Because um, so, you say yeah. a will goes to probate. <laughs> oh, what that's is fair. That, what does that okay. even mean? We'll do probate first. Okay, that's okay. an important question. <laughs> um, right. Well, that's so, why she says trust, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So probate is just the process that if something is left in a person's name after they have passed, mm-hmm. it's the process you go through to transfer it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the court that handles guardianship and conservatorship. So if somebody is not able to make decisions over their money or their well-being, Minors, special needs, those all would go through probate court. 
Oh, that even goes through the probate. Course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas if you do the trust, you don't have to go through. No, with the children course. have to still go through. Yeah. Probate. So any guardianship Minor. or really anybody saying I want to take care of another person is going through court. You're not avoiding okay. that. Okay. But assets can avoid probate. Huh. And that's the important thing is if money is going through probate, transferring those assets, it's going through probate. You're paying an attorney. It's going to take at least a year. You're opening it up to creditors, to challenges. Mm-hmm. Just, so when you're, yeah. if court. you have a trust, mm-hmm. is it just a cash fund or can there be other property in that? It can be any type of asset. So it like can a be house? a house. Cars. Yeah. House is probably the number one reason I do a trust, to yeah. be honest. I think that would be a hard transfer. Like a and house. that's, you know, for cash, it's an easy transfer, right? Mm-hmm. You just divide it up sure, so it's many like, ways. Here's some cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But with a house, if you have Throw five kids. It's hard to cut a house in five ways. Yeah, you just can't do it. I mean, it. four, it's easy because there's all those corners. Well, but when you throw in the <laughs> fifth one. You never, you can never. That was cut. a good one. I, I did not <laughs> see that like, one coming. Oh, that was, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. When yeah. should people be doing this? That's so like, I mm-hmm. think um, throwing this out there, I Josh. think that like when people are young, people are like, I don't need to think about this. I'm not going to die for a really yeah. long time. I'll never die. So when would you suggest people should be doing this? So we've talked about a will and a trust. Actually, what we haven't talked about is a power of attorney. Okay. So a power of attorney is just a document that gives access to someone else. So if I am not able to access my own decisions. Just I can't make mm-hmm. decisions You're for myself unconscious. anymore. You're in a coma or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or even dementia because yeah. that's okay. a big one in today's world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, or you're way too drunk. That <laughs> probably not. <laughs> not as much. <laughs> Actually. Or are you signing the trust at this time? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the power of attorney just gives someone else the ability to make decisions for you. Okay. Yeah. And that's a really important one because when you hit 18, okay. nobody has the ability to do that for you, right? So as soon as you turn or something, yeah, you don't have it. And that's the guardianship or conservatorship that I Mm -hmm. talked about. If you don't have a power of attorney, you're going through that court to get access. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you turn 18, you should have a power of attorney. A power of attorney. Absolutely. I've had a lot of parents do it when their kids go away to college. So they can act for their kids. So we kids should away. we do it for our child? <laughs> we have a two. No, because she's 18. 18. Oh, we okay. already have power of attorney over yeah. here. She cannot legally are, sign a document. Oh, okay, right. okay. Until she's I'm, 18. That's I'm like totally clueless. That's literally what <laughs> yeah. power of attorney means. She cannot legally sign a document. We I have see. to sign for mm-hmm. her. Okay, she but can't. then when should people be doing this estate planning stuff? So at 18, you need to do the the powers of attorney, and then really as soon as you have something to plan for, and it doesn't have to be much. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you just say, it's really important to me that this goes to a particular person, you need to do a plan. And a plan doesn't need a will necessarily. You can do non-probate transfers. Um, that's really putting beneficiaries, transfer on desk, TODs, payable on desk, PODs, on assets. You can do that to avoid probate too. Yeah. Okay. So those are really the two main methods I use is a trust or <clears throat> these non-probate transfers, PODs, beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do that as soon as you have something you want to go to someone. So it could be a house, could be your kid. Yeah. I don't want them to have any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to spend it all when we just, before we oh, die. Yeah. Could be the sex dungeon in your basement. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're, We're in, in the, the basement. basement. I don't know. There could, be, there could be things hidden <laughs> in here. It's behind the door. Ooh. No, that's just oh, the yeah. utility room. No, no, no. The harness <laughs> is all the sin from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. they are kind of drop ceilings, so that would make <laughs> sense. I, don't, I probably wouldn't support a whole lot of weight, though. Well, there's a beam that goes right through there. There's a solid slab of wood. Sure. But no, we don't. We okay. don't have a sex really dungeon. Something actually. to invest in later yeah. on in our life, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just pay for the membership. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Which, by no the idea. way, another connection between sex and death. They call the Dungeons. 
orgasm the little death. Oh, I thought you were mentioning <laughs> dungeons. I thought that's where you were. Well, going. no, I wasn't going through dungeons, but like, I guess you could die in a dungeon. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, they're both you places you get can. torture, and torture, murder, chaos, yeah. fun. This yeah. is such a great topic. <laughs> like I said, I deal with it every day. So, well, do you Nothing. think that it's hard for people to talk about death? <laughs> um, I think it's harder for men to talk about death than women. Interesting. I, I, it's just what I have. N- seen mm-hmm. is that um, I have only had men come into my office who or let me rephrase I've only had women come into my office and their husbands didn't want to be there mm-hmm. like so the women guys never want to be guys anywhere, never want to be in therapy either no to but be they, fair. The, the wife specifically <laughs> said in those situations that it was because of they don't the want death. to talk about death yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and wow. I think also Again, this is totally a generalization. And no, it's okay to generalize and stereotype. Well, <laughs> you know. As long as we point out that yeah. it's not everybody right. you're allowed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just from experience, so I have sure. no proof Anecdotal. of Anecdotal. Yeah. But um, I also think women plan for families. Like, that's... Yeah. Women are the planners of the family, generally. Oh, yeah. Well, there's and research so, that supports women are the primary health care... Um, yeah. Like... Purchaser. Purchasers. And so I, I think that's why a lot of my clients come to me. And it also might be I'm a woman, so they're just more comfortable with me versus sure. if I was a man. But I think a lot of women come to me because that's their role in the family. Yeah. Make sure everybody's okay, essentially. Yeah. 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 So they aren't thinking about it in terms of death. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, honestly, I don't necessarily think of it in terms of death either. I think, think of, of it in terms of yeah. protection. Right. Well, you want to protect those who keep yeah. on living. Yeah. I could imagine that women are also expecting to live longer than their men. Yeah. And so they're wanting to oh, make yeah. sure they're okay yeah. when their partners That's die. That's why we that don't heart care. attack at yeah. 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't care. Statistically, we're not going to win in any of these situations. But <laughs> men, I also have found, are more controlling over the actual assets. Yes. Like, Oh, they're more, maybe more financially minded. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so you would think that it might even be the reverse, that they're the ones that want to plan on where it goes, right? Yeah. But again, I think it's just the woman's job in most families that they want to make sure everybody's taken care mm-hmm. of. That's our instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's right. my instinct for sure. Also, guys are just stubborn. Yeah. So we're stubbornly saying, I'm not going to die. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to even talk about it because then it might validate oh I it might validate that you die I know the whole like knock on wood I'm not gonna die I can't talk about death it's gonna make me die and it's like actually there's a 100% death rate you're all gonna die unfortunately (laughs) like the studies have shown like (laughs) over billions of humans statistically all of them <laughs> have died Every all of them one of and them. i'm saying like we've, i'm sure we've somebody studied is going it. to post on this now that like <laughs> well, what about vampires jesus. we've oh, studied jesus. it no yeah. he died too he did he actually he died do, do co- ghosts i guess they had to die in order to ghosts. Be ghosts, yeah. So. yeah yeah they're dead they're but just statistically some sort of purgatory I everybody hear. I has know. died everybody <laughs> will die eventually so make sure to plan for your state i'm really excited <laughs> that we had to talk about vampires and ghosts today i know that's exciting well hey what if purgatory or ghosts is is just because they didn't do estate planning, yeah. so that's their unfinished business. Oh, so you guys know I, that's I, a why lot you of, become a ghost. A lot of people are coming back. You know, yeah, then. I think that I would know, be right? the most boring ghost story ever. It's like yeah, I, I didn't plan for my estate. <laughs> I have to stick around and make sure my children don't have to go through probate. I yeah, know. <laughs> well, especially because most people don't even know what probate is. So, like, I love it. the ghost is going to have to explain. The ghost is like what? It, well, the ghost wouldn't know. Yeah. That's the point. First, they just wander the earth, wondering what oh, their purpose okay. is, and then they find out it's probate. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that really would be a terrible story. <laughs> but I love horrible. that we've played with it on the mm. show. <laughs> it, it, I would read it. Yep. You totally would. 
Okay, well, yeah. so what else does, do people need to know or like plan ahead for? Like, what are kind of the, th- the questions people should be asking themselves when they're planning for this estate or a will or, or both? Yeah, so for me, the big questions are, do I care how I leave it? I, that's such a funny question, but so we I talked about that I use either beneficiaries or trusts to leave assets to mm-hmm. people. Okay. Okay, those are my two preferred methods of transferring assets. And with beneficiaries, I'm just handing over money. Like, you just get it. I have no control over everybody it. Everybody likes that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Just give them the money. Until you get have to the house money. and everybody has to agree. Then nobody likes it. Um, yeah. Or just have one kid and you don't have to worry. It always goes to them. <laughs> that is actually the easiest. We have back one. Pat- yeah. Easy. Done. Done. Nope. It, it is hard to divide it. Like, I yeah. mean, I love that you're four corners thing, but like, really, it's hard. Like, how do you just sell it and you give them all the money? Well, you- or even in the situation where, OK, let's say everybody wants to sell it. That's easy. Well, it was mom's home, right? Mom lived there. I yeah. grew up there. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that means it's worth a million dollars to me, whereas um, mm-hmm. it's in, I don't know. A little small area that's not Maryland worth Heights. anymore. Yeah. yeah. I've heard people get attached a little bit more to the things, actually. Yeah. Not as much the finances of like, oh, no. Right. Nostalgia. And a house is kind Nostalgia. of. The house is that in between of it's yeah. a thing. This is my and, home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, an it's asset, safety. So. It's actually it security. Is. It's a piece of that, you know. Yeah. Actually, I mean, some people like because of those things, they'll take all the things and put them in their own home and they can't even let go of some of them. Bingo. I know. Yeah. John, I'm I know looking at Josh on purpose because this happened in his family where Napkins. like literally. I, we, so, really? I, mean, I know. It was that so terrible. We, oh, I was going into like, it. Yep. Well, <laughs> my mom doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. So no, she's going to listen to this no, one she episode. Won't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She, she doesn't want to hear talking but about like, sex. But like, basically, she Fair kept enough. all the stuff, and then I, yeah, I like, it was piled on this beautiful dresser. I was like, this is such a, a beautiful dresser, yeah. and I was like, I was a hundred year old vanity. I just wanted to look like what's in an actual drawer, and I opened a drawer, and I found napkins, and I was like. But they were from 1945. It doesn't matter. They're napkins. She's not using <laughs> no, the drawers. They I'm were boxes joking. on the drawers. This I is know. a beautiful vanity that could be used. Like, I understand keeping the vanity, but not all the boxes on top of it. No, or I the napkins in the vanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do with the napkins? But that's the point. Like, people have such an attachment yeah. to it that it's hard. I think that's make, what makes it it's hard more to talk about yeah. that, it's too. It's not, it's not the vanity. It's not the the napkins. It's the memories attached to them mm-hmm. that they're holding it's, on. How are do they I really let go na- of Are there really... Memories attached to a napkin from 1945. <laughs> Are there, like, really, though? If there's, like, a stack of napkins, <laughs> is the, there a memory attached to it? The point is she had never looked through it. She just took yeah. all the boxes, put them in the new house, could not sort oh, it. No, it's like she, the sorting. She, she grabbed yeah. those napkins and pushed them back. <laughs> She's like, oh, she, oh yeah. She, she, went, she was like, don't touch them. And it's like, anyway, enough wow. about my mom. But anyhow, no, just to don't throw that I love my mom. They had awesome. to have, like, nice her, we love her. Napkins, but, right? And she loved yeah, my yeah, great-grandmother yeah, yeah. a lot. So she it's really hard. It's hard. It is. Well, and anything you can do to keep the memory alive, which is why it makes planning difficult. And that's why I say it's important to know how much control you have, who you're dealing with when you're leaving things. Because if you know that it's going to be hard for somebody to throw away those napkins, maybe you need a trust. You know, maybe you need to say throw away the napkins very specifically. Like maybe you need to say that. Well, going back to what you said earlier, you do need to have conversations with your kids about like, this is what I want for you. And um, like instead of stuffing and hoping for the best, the Midwestern (laughs) lifestyle. It's always worked for me. Uh, No, it hasn't. I'm still alive. You are alive. It's yeah. true. Is but that no. really the goal? Like, <laughs> it's just to be alive. He is I don't alive. Think he is kidding. I think hitting that's it. the goal of every species. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, is that survival? Survival. Is that the, 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 that's and the, procreation. 
Okay, well, yeah. therapists Survival, would say we don't want you to just survive. We want right. you to thrive. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, sure. that's where I'm There's going. Living, eating, banging, <laughs> and then procreating. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the but, baseline. Yeah. Yeah. How can we go beyond it to like self-actualization or like purpose-filled life? I don't know. It's just These a, are things I think that are important. It's the tip of the iceberg in the Maslow's hierarchy. And <laughs> I know, that's right? all you need. Just yeah. the top. There you yeah. go. Well, that's the yeah. bottom. <laughs> You're the bottom. Sometimes. I'm more of a top. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it depends on the mood, though. Not everybody's the bottom all the time, right? No, it's kind of move around. Yeah. You, know, you got to try a new position. Here. See, more sex relationship to death. Well, actually, yeah. another another relationship that a lot of guys say. So while they're not willing to approach death, they are willing to have sex dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fascinating. They, they would, they would, if they, they had their to choose, preferred they method prefer of death would be going out with a bang. Literally. And that <laughs> happens a lot. That's how a lot of old men is die that of heart literally, attacks. Isn't that just a... It's figurative. Yeah. Well, it's... No. Well, banging is the literal, but it's figurative yeah. because it's... I, I guess yeah okay you can call me out she's our you know she's literally that that is is literally they want to literally die while having sex well how yeah i'm right but it can be both it it was meant to be a double entendre (laughs) (laughs) i didn't catch that (laughs) right wait how is it a double entendre so go out with a bang like, oh, yeah, with a bang. Was, oh, you were talking was, guns. Yeah. I didn't go out with see a bang. That. Go out with a bang. With it's a double entendre. The That's action. the more appropriate. Yes. Well, guys, we just did a whole <sighs> thing on. on semantics here. Hold on. <laughs> Semant- <laughs> that's my life. Semantically, that's actually a pun. Oh, God, so. I'm going to kill him. Oh, it is. <laughs> Good yeah. call. Sorry. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. Not, it's kind of a double entendre. No. It's more of a pun. But the point is that, like, it's funny. So while they're not willing to talk about death, they are willing to talk about sex. They love talking about sex. Well, they would prefer many, to be spending their end days having sex. How many? I'm also thinking of, like, movies where you see people have lost someone, and one of the ways they cope is by having sex, too, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. No, people yeah. definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, oh, it sounds yeah. like a great thing to do. It's a great so. coping technique for death is to have sex with people. Or anytime <laughs> you don't feel Not good. the dead person, though. Not the dead Not person. Not the dead person. What, Wait. That's a PSA. Don't have sex yeah, with dead people. Idea. The more you know. Wait. So necrophilia is not on the table. No, God. Josh. It's probably a different episode. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's definitely no. not on the table. Please don't have sex with dead people. What? <laughs> I'm really sad we have to Nobody, say that, but I kind of feel like we just do. in case, because there are people who understand humor, and there are people who are very literal. That is a for very, those people we need to clarify. That is a very small minority of people that do that, and they all work at funerals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, that's a stereotype. True. 100%. <laughs> if that is your fetish, you go into that line of work. I'm going to, I don't even want to defer on this one. Yeah. I just don't know Let's, where to go with it. It happens. And generally it happens at funeral. Well, how did we get up? These are such interesting topics. I don't know. <laughs> because you can only talk about, this is, this is exactly it. You can death only talk about death for so long while being serious. Like you just can't, <laughs> no. you can't take it to heart. Like you can't picture yourself dying. You can't. Do you think that if people can, um, <laughs> We'll talk about death in sort of a, a humorous way that it makes it easier for people sure. to talk about I do. it. I do. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a fine line for me as a professional is because be I want to go in and I want to respect, especially <laughs> because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times I, I see, see people. see you like making a death joke right to somebody's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're about right? to that's a line you don't like, want to ah. do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a lot of the <laughs> times clients come in because they've lost somebody. Right. Oh, so you have to so find that. Careful. Yeah. Or they've yeah. experienced. Um, we talk about a healthcare directive where you talk about what you want when mm-hmm. you're going to be in that situation right. and somebody's probably had to do it for their loved one parent yeah. husband etc and so i refuse to use the term until i hear somebody else say it um i don't use the vernacular pulling the plug i think okay. it can be disrespectful and well, it could it be, be you know why is it disrespectful uh because you're talking about life 
and you're putting it in terms of like turning off an electronic yeah, device. Yeah, kind of insensitive. Which is what is it, it's just insensitive. Interesting. Is it? I didn't even yeah. think about that, but yeah, like um, we joke about Wait, pulling is it better the plug to just sometimes. Yeah. Is it better like, to just say like putting them down? No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's what you say that I can think of I, a lot worse ways of saying you it. can like you know like putting them to like, sleep just do make the slicing I mean, motion across so like, your throat it's just really important to me as a professional I joke about it on a regular basis I'm really careful actually not to sure. bring that into a professional meeting though oh yeah, yeah. Because there are clients I joke like once we get you there, not I can gauge the client, somebody right? who's dealing with death <laughs> yeah. in real yeah, life. Yeah, because it's grief. People or need to be just, able to talk about and they, it. Everybody deals with it a different mm-hmm. way too, right? Right. So yeah. people are really uncomfortable with death. And you know, uh-huh. you were talking about earlier how like, pe- like if you talk about it, people also think you're depressed. Just because you talk Just about you death. talk about death. Oh, oh it's like, totally true. You want to mention it? No, I don't. Yeah, no, I want to hear it. But recently, <laughs> like I posted something, and you were like, "You gotta take that." <laughs> I did. I totally. I was like, it was very I dark. Thought it was funny. I, I it, it, it was. But it's funny because his mom literally mm. posted on it. Josh, are you okay? Like, <laughs> I probably see. I just get away with those things because well, people assume that I'm dark. Yeah, right. And people assume I am too. But here's the thing: it's I'm funny. writing a novel about death right now, uh-huh. so it's kind of on yeah. my mind. Well, and I like to make jokes about things. Yeah, he's like a that. humorous kind of guy. So yeah, so they the, the joke went right over. And it's her not head, that it wasn't funny. It's just that it was so dark, and I was like, I yeah. just don't know <laughs> if this is good for this episode. Like, if you you did something like that for this episode yeah. it would be completely Ooh, relevant no. you should go find it put it on her put it on now yeah. this is oh, all about death it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna offend me personally but it might not be a good for my clients who might have lost we'll see. somebody so. we'll yeah. look oh, at it together true. we'll see we'll if we want to use it yeah. but, like, the difference is this one of the things when this we is do about these death. podcasts is we want relevance right and yeah. so like the right. last one it wasn't about death but today i mean technically we're talking about death so <laughs> yeah that'll work yeah all right it's funny though but yeah people people automatically assume you're gonna kill yourself or that you're depressed or something if you're talking about death at all but i think i think you're right yeah but i'm actually the kind of person who can talk about any subject like yeah. generally mm-hmm. well generally. I, you have I, a sex podcast i would hope so yeah yeah i think that when you get comfortable with things like death and sex then you can talk about anything like y- there's such difficult topics that if you can maneuver well in those like everything else is easy yeah i don't right. know <laughs> oh, it's yeah. harder for me to meet a stranger well, you Just still, like person, you said, yeah, you still have to, to read a room, and that's matter. where that nonverbal stuff, maybe nonverbal consent in terms of humor, is appropriate something to talk yeah, about. I like actually, that kind of concept. <laughs> I have a yeah. lot of problems with that about understanding when it's appropriate to make a joke, mm-hmm. especially about something like that. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. at a funeral, apparently. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't, I've, I've seen jokes at certain I, funerals. Yeah. I have not. Um, it depends. People like, are depends generally really, really are. down. My at husband funerals. can get away depends. with any type of joke anywhere. So I, he is the type of guy who would mm-hmm. make a death joke at a funeral yeah. and be okay. Yeah. I think so. So like, it depends on the age too. Like, and if people were expecting <laughs> the death or not. But like, yes. when we've mm-hmm. been at like some like younger age funerals there's like there's no humor it's no. only sadness right. I don't, I but i've noticed that when people have lived like a long healthy life then it tends to be a little bit more positive and in maybe it's situations. in the back of the room not the yeah not not, not quite up at the, the top wake. saying well she's dead now yeah. you know like right in front of a dead body you're <laughs> oh making it god. that's probably a bad idea yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be so but terrible. like back of the room it's okay yeah although i wouldn't mind having a comedian at my funeral Ooh. i think it would be fun because like i've always been a humorous person i want clowns at my funeral 
funerals. You like clowns? Are they going to give brownie like, faces I, to people? I hate funerals. Oh, with I, tears? Here's what I think. <laughs> they have to be sad clowns. I <laughs> hate funerals clowns. so much. It is so depressing. Well, of course well, it's, it's depressing. Awkward. Somebody it's not just depressing. Reality is like, awkward. If you, if you were to attend that funeral, would you want all your family to be sitting around moping? No. You want them to be remembering all the great things about your life. But you want them to be telling stories and laughing. People need to grieve. Sure. They can grieve, but I want there to be a comedian doing my actual eulogy. <laughs> I, I, I do I not am. want a pastor. I, I want to tell a you this. The funeral isn't about you. It's I know. Just not. It's about true. them healing. It's about yeah. them healing know, and coming. It's yeah. like a ritual to sure. kind of put your grief somewhere. No, I know. I know it. it's not about me. I'm not going to be there. Well, but well, you, it is about honoring you yeah. to some sure. degree. It's about remembering the person and remembering all the good things about them and yeah. finding ways to cope with mm-hmm. that. And I will actually lead this very directly into a legal point of in Missouri. <laughs> legal. Um, oh, she's yeah, always legal. bringing it to the I legal side. The so side of sexy. Things. <laughs> oh, the law. Um, but in Missouri, there's actually no place where you can write down your wishes according to funeral, cremation, burial, huh. and have it honored. What we have here there's in Missouri... No there's yeah. there's no document where mm-hmm. it'd be honored. No. Oh wow. Um, so what unless we, you maybe yeah. you say your trust. Like, what if you did it with your trust? You say your trust your trust is going to pay for this as long as this happens. It you have to have somebody there who's enforcing it, though. Sure. You know what okay. I mean? Like that could would want to sue over it. So make sure your oh. wife knows. So you could put it in a trust, yeah. yeah. But because you control your trust from the grave, you, you said, do. To a point. Yeah. But again, you just have to have somebody willing to sue over it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could do it in a trust. But yeah. people always want to do it in will. And so, I, like, you could have your trust you know, pay five thousand dollars. Makes me think of weddings. Weddings and funerals are so, really not about you. They're of not. Years. They're all oh, about I say the that family all the time with the wedding thing. <laughs> Let's not even talk about weddings. Oh my gosh! But no, like, I it's think weddings might be more depressing to me than funerals. <laughs> so funny. I like the reception part. The actual wedding is Wait, like, why is the funeral yeah. more give depressing? Or take. Why isn't a funeral more Why depressing? What do you mean? Because weddings, they're supposed to be about the couple and they almost never end up yeah. being it because everybody else is paying for it. And they're like, well, it's our wedding. We're paying for it. We get to it. It's like, but How's I that? thought it was about us sharing yeah. our love. That's and not it's depressing. not. They don't they're care. It's boring. <laughs> it's just a time of intense family stress. conflict, right? It's stress, so it leads to conflict. Mm-hmm. And so I just... I don't necessarily have fond memories about my <laughs> wedding, which is fine because it's the marriage that matters and yeah. our marriage is great. But weddings are just stupid weddings and stressful. Stressful. Yeah. I, it was stressful for us. Remember the month before the Always. wedding? Everybody had an opinion. None of it mattered as far as yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, but it wasn't depressing. It was just annoying. <laughs> just annoying yeah. that we got it over Probably with and we had a great honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, um, you're, those are the two things you're not going to enjoy. Your own wedding, your own funeral. <laughs> that's a fair statement. I think that's totally accurate. And that's why, but see, that's why I don't like weddings is because you're going like there to anyway. celebrate and party with your friends uh-huh. who should be enjoying themselves and all like really. You don't spend it's just any time day, with them. Yeah, and they're stressed out. You end up out. spending time with your family because you share blood with them. But I don't hang out with my family on a you, daily you basis. Well, even family. a friend's wedding, <laughs> though, <Different>. right? <laughs> but the reality is you end up sitting there with your parents and like some in-laws and stuff. Or you get stuck at a table of strangers. Well, if you're the one getting married, I'm saying. Oh, well, that's true. So you generally don't like end up spending a lot of time with all these friends that are there to see you. Well, what we did is we... Like you get maybe five minutes with each one. Yeah, where you're like, exactly. hey, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. And then you move on to the next one. Yeah. Like, I didn't even get cake at my work. wedding. You didn't get cake at your wedding? Didn't no. they stuff it in your face? <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that a part of it? Shoved it all over. I think I might have had like the frost. I mean, there was so little to it, but I like, didn't, you didn't even do the thing where cake. you like trade oh, wow. facefuls of cake? I'm sure we did. But like that's it. I don't even remember. You just licked it off. I actually liked ours because it was small and we did our reception. 
fiction at a Chinese, like in a room in a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. Smart. And like we literally, we ate and then we moved all the tables around and we danced. It was had, so funny. And I'm Catholic, that's not allowed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dancing at a wedding. Oh, oh it was Oh, hilarious. I meant that like not in a church part. Yeah. So, oh, well, yeah. no, the ch- it, was on, it was on the beach, the actual wedding. I'm talking about the reception. Yeah, see, not allowed. Oh. Catholic <laughs> has to be in the Catholic church. Or it's not recognized, we're not Catholic. right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, there's yeah, so many reasons. If it's not in the church, it's not real. Yeah. One kid not It's kind of like Simon says. If you, Simon didn't say <laughs> like it, it didn't happen. Oh. So if it's not oh, in church, okay. it didn't happen. Got it. Catholic yeah. says. Yeah. So it you're not, sense. we're not really married. Sorry, Angela. Well, I'm not Catholic, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> My husband had to like sign something saying we raised our kids Catholic. Really? Yeah. Is that's that how enforceable? <laughs> I, I would love to see somebody try. Your marriage yeah, is not. annulled because you're not raising a that Catholic. That might be true. That, that could be. That's that it. My kids be. are going to a Jewish school. Yeah, there is a. We have a family <laughs> friend who is a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has a strong. I'm sure he'd like oh, come yeah. in. Oh, oh yeah, he'd be like, "What that. are you doing? Come on." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how we got here. By the way, we've gone. Well, this is yeah. part of the podcast. We go on a million bunny trails. Welcome to the yeah, bunny trail like near the end of the podcast. We are. We are towards the end. I mean, yeah. We talked about sex death and now marriage so are there any other final things that you'd want to cover that people should know about you know about coming to you or about like wills things that are important for this estate planning thing a little bit about the um directive yeah, so what there's that. Oh, there is that? I didn't I and you know I don't talk about a medical directive a medical power of attorney and healthcare mm-hmm. directive very much because I don't find them to be very interesting there's just not a whole lot to them no. okay. um really what I think the important parts of that are you probably want some people call it a living will. Mm-hmm. They're now called healthcare directives, slightly different things, but for practical purposes, same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where you put down your wishes on what you actually want to happen if you're not in a state where you can make your own medical decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's really important from the aspect of you need to talk about it. Like you need Letting to tell your family what you, what you want. want. So yeah. is that enforceable as well? Or is that, yeah. So that, that is, is legally enforceable. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, can they still override it? Like the person yes. who's making the decisions? So what I would say is we always do them together, the medical power of attorney and the healthcare directive. Mm-hmm. And the medical power of attorney to me is the more important part. So hmm. the medical power of attorney, unless we write it a different way, has final say. Mm-hmm. It can override that healthcare directive. They, they can think do what it's they want. The better exactly. for the patient. Yeah. Um, okay. And... Or you if know, they're putting them down. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not supposed to say putting down, Judge. Oh. She already put no, it down. the plug. Okay, she okay. said we're not allowed to say pulling the plug. But not putting I'm just going to start putting That's a worse way of doing it. Kicking the bucket. <laughs> I think putting down is worse than putting <laughs> them down. Putting down is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> but so it's really important to have, I think of them as a, a medical advocate more than a power of attorney because yeah. it's just somebody you want there to. Mm. Fight for you. Fight, Fight for, for whatever you want. Push for what yeah. you wanted. Okay. And so you can have that healthcare directive, but if nobody's there to make the doctors do it, yeah, yeah. But it won't happen. It will, I mean, it's like they're going to do what they want right. to do. Right. They're going to do what if, they want to do. What if somebody do? who's like the last in their family, everybody else is dead? Yeah. And they have a medical uh, directive, but no power, no attorney. Who's going to sue if? The hospital like, doesn't follow the medical directive. Like, do the directive, doctors you know? actually like have that on file and try they to should. follow it? You know, I can't speak to what doctors do because there's mm-hmm. such a broad range of professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and really not they have fair. to make decisions yeah. in the yeah. moment too. So I'm sure if they can, they will. But like, there's also like, oh, this person's going to die if we don't do something. Oh, right yeah. They're, yeah. They're gonna so there's moments make, like that where yeah. they just have and to I, make the best decision. I just think in any aspect, whether any it's medical yeah. or anything else, you want someone there to enforce your rights for you. Like, so that's really what it is. don't die alone is what you're saying. Um, oh, no. Always call the priest <laughs> first. Just call the priest. So since we're coming up on 
on the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I don't want to add any. Yeah, this is a great time. D- I'm glad we did this, like, right during the holiday season. Oh, Merry where's the Christmas? Yeah, where's the Christmas and holiday music yeah. in the background? Ching, ching, yeah. ching. We actually have the hats, the Santa hats. I do. We oh, should we wear that totally next episode. We totally done that for next episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And that's one's, next one's not about death, though. Actually, we're not... Pr- t- doing the video for the next one yeah it's, it's all right it's all right uh, mm, yeah but anyhow so this is our any, last one before christmas with video so. so any final thoughts on this so my last thoughts would be if you're over teen get a power of attorney okay and um i think it's important to talk to p- to a professional about how your plan is actually going to be put in place but bare minimum mm-hmm. um put beneficiaries on your assets mm-hmm. it can save people so much headache um they don't have to talk to an attorney then Mm-hmm. Or if they do, hopefully it's minimized. The costs are less. Really the best thing you can do for your family is talk to somebody. Second best, though, is to put beneficiaries on your assets. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything you want to plug? No. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, your website? Website or oh, your okay. blog? Um, I do blog, actually. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. So if you um, are just have a lot of questions on this topic, which mm-hmm. I think it lends itself to questions. Oh, yeah. Really. There's a million. Mm-hmm. The, and everything's We've so... We've done a whole hour. I'm an attorney. Like, so attorneys. every time I have somebody who says, like, what, should I do this or this? I'm like, well, it depends, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, that's my standard response. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my blog, <laughs> it's um, www.burkhartlaw, B-U-R-K-H-A-R-D-T-Law.com slash blog. And we'll mm-hmm. post this yeah. on the, the blog here, but go on. <laughs> um, it is a great place where I've tried to take the last five years of my practice and answer those general questions that I see. Okay. So there's just a lot of, here is my brain to paper. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Great. And then if they want to meet you, they can go like to that same yeah. place and get your contact yep. info. My website has all that. We should be easy to contact. Um, if you ever do call, you'll probably talk to my assistant, Kim. It's not because I don't love everybody, but it's because I do things like this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And cool. then, of course, for me, I always put my plugs in. We've oh, got, yeah. um, if you want to see a therapist, it's www.therapistinstlouis.com. Yeah, that's our pretty much our... Yeah, our, I mean, it's it's the big hub. Yeah. It has Gateway. the podcast. It has my videos. But then also, I always put in my plug for my upcoming book, mm-hmm. Helping Couples Ooh. Overcome Infidelity, is coming out in either January or February of this next coming year, 2018. So check that out. But it's available for pre-order on Amazon. Yep. And if you want, leave a comment below or subscribe on iTunes and please leave a review. Thank you That's for it. joining us. For Thank you for being, being here. here. Yeah, it was really me. nice to have you. It was you. fun. This was so fun. Yeah. Cool. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.